now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 506th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, back from building a deck. Here today with my wonderful, as always, co-host, we've got the one and only Claude Nine. Hello! I'm first for once. I don't like it. The happiest man on earth. And we've got we've got a new addition today. We've got we've got none other than Mark. Oh hi. Oh hi. Oh hello hi, everyone. Mark. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> uh Mark. I can say it officially now. It is officially. Well, to be fair, people have heard you for months now, because you've been the one That's introducing true. the trivia segment. We're gonna have to get somebody else to do it now. Uh but today it'll still no, be. That, that sounds like effort. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note. Uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, ending for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. Uh, we talk everything here, Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card games, you everything in between. And we've got a uh, great show for you today, I hope. I mean, it's going to be a fun show today, I think. S- and- since this is Mark's first episode, do we start it off with just like asking him a bunch of questions about Pokemon we should. And stuff? Or- we should, okay. yeah. Yeah, Mark, Pokemon, what is it? Yes. Uh- what is it? <laughs> What is Pokemon? What is what Pokemon? Is, Pokemon? is this a philosophy? Like a philosophy? Like yeah, I feel like question. you're the right sure. person to answer that question, right? In that way. Um, what What hmm. is Pokemon? I think you know Pokemon is one of those things that uh, has endured. So the way I always think about it, and this is because I've you know started playing Pokemon back in the '90s. Is that Pokemon was one of those '90s fads that went out of control. It was that the just 90s for me. fad that went out of control. I don't know too many yeah. things that are still around from that, other than, like, you have, like, right. trickles of things. Well, like, Beanie Babies were, you know, one that were That's big true. for a while. That's true. Um, I guess they're still kind of around. I don't know. They're they collectibles are, in, like, the high markets, but, like, that's Yeah. Fine. They're still around. Tamagotchis? I just watched a video on Beanie Babies recently, actually. Oh, really? Everything about, like, the history of the Beanie Babies market and what happened. It turns out the guy was just, like, super into making the toy, the Beanie Babies. And so, like, mm-hmm. he was constantly, like, tweaking their designs and stuff. And so he was accidentally creating this this uh, scarcity of certain types <laughs> of Beanie Babies. He was just, like, ac- like, literally everything that was the Beanie Babies, like, market was all accidental. The That's guy wasn't, tr- he wasn't trying to play the market. He was just, like, super into, like, optimizing the Beanie Babies for children. <laughs> My <laughs> like that's that's like all it was and then he like brought on some like marketing people that were like really helping him push it it, it was just nuts the whole thing's nuts beanie babies are crazy okay but yeah. okay more more important I, questions mark uh okay. favorite pokemon yeah favorite Ooh, you know that's really difficult i've got a handful of them that i i think really come to sort of go to the top of the the list for me um heracross for one the best bug Heracross um, is actually pretty solid. I don't. I love you. Heracross. Is that is that sitting cutie back on? Uh, I I have. I'm one. still waiting on my sitting cutie thatch. <clears throat> cough cough. Okay. Well, <laughs> remind me literally at the end of this episode, and it'll happen. Okay. Uh, you know, for me, the other one which is really sad with Dexit is Go Goat. Um, yeah. Oh, I love Go Goat. Yeah. Remember that, that one for me is a little bit of nostalgia too. 
Uh, I started playing Pokemon again with Gen 6. And so I remember when I was looking through the decks at the time, I was like, man, this Pokemon's awesome. I love it. I'm getting it. And now I have like a bunch on home, which can go yeah. nowhere at this point. So, you know, that's cool. But, uh, and I think for me, the classic is Farfetch'd. You got to love that guy. Farfetch'd is pretty good. He's okay. Yeah. I like it. it it's uh, a good news. Heracross and Inkey is available right now. Okay. Oh, I know because it's in my Pokemon Center cart. Um, I have one at home. I got one for my for my daughter, and uh, it sits on her shelf. Good for her. You're indoctrinating her early. Yeah, yes. pretty much. You're doing a very good job. Oh, what? You need to get the giant like Snorlax like beanbag chair and just have her like sit on it forever. They recently <laughs> forever it looks like they recently dropped a Pokemon picnic basket. What? Okay. I'm kind of into this. Wait, 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 wait. What? Uh, yeah. It's uh it's a picnic basket set, so it comes with like all of the dishes and everything. Oh yeah, I think I did see that. This is very cute. It Man, Pokemon oh Center makes me so happy. Pokemon Center is my favorite thing. Let's see, it has two plates with little Pikachu's on them, a couple of napkins. Some wine uh, glasses. those forks and knives are like the worst quality I've ever yes. seen. No, it's so I have could... I have I have a picnic basket like that, and they're awful. And those are uh, not glass or cla- so plastic. So, like, cups. when I went to the uh, Pokemon Centers in Japan, I would, like, they have a lot of, like, eatery, and I would say mm-hmm. most of it is garbage, and I would not buy. Like, it's just there to, like, display, I guess, but I'm not going to display a plate in my house. Do have good stuff, though, but the only way to get it is you have to go to the Pokemon Cafe in Japan to be able to get it. They'll have, like, good silverware. Fun Interesting. Mm-hmm. I recommend. I recommend if you get a chance to go. I would like to go back to Japan and just like go troll around again. I want to go. Can I come? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to come next time that Puckle goes actually... to Japan, Puckle goes to Japan, but it's just Thatch and Claude, and for some reason, our your fiance and my wife aren't there, and they're, <laughs> they're, very, they're both the very angry. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. Hey, oh wife, God. I bought two tickets to Japan. Claude and I are going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've missed the issue here. I, I don't see the issue either, Claude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the... I would love to go with, like... I, I want to go on more vacations with just, like, mutual friends. I feel like those are fun. At It'd be least nice if there wasn't a pandemic kid. going on. Yeah, no, there's... No, yeah. so, like, I legitimately had... So, Ryan... Hi, Ryan. And I were supposed hi, to... We were supposed to go to Hawaii... Um, in April of 2020, we were going to go like together with our significant others. And yeah, you, you already see the problem. April of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that obviously did not happen. <laughs> and I didn't uh, realize I, the I, big I, thing for Pokemon Center right now is these like pixel pins. Yeah, they've had those for a while. Uh, really? Yeah. They say all new. A bunch of them say um, new. We should buy the 31 inch Piplup plush. Though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw that's, that. That's, that's the new uh, hotness. Well, I just saw, and I'm surprised. I'm not sure if Shamu has it or not, but they have like the Wulu TCG card sleeves. Yes, he bought a lot of them. Great, he bought yeah. more than one. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> so he'll be okay. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy time. I don't know. Anything else we need to know about you, Mark? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, favorite terrain? Go terrain. Oh man, terrain! <laughs> what a question, Claude. <laughs> Thanks. Why would you do this to me? Um, <laughs> There's four options. I didn't think it was difficult. You know, I don't more. usually mess with terrains, honestly. That's not really. More. That's not my style. Oh, favorite Pokemon game. That's the one. There we go. Yeah. Ooh, game. Okay. Mm. Favorite gen. Oh, that's difficult. Um, I mean, there is a right probably, answer. Probably. 
Well, you know, probably I think the of all the gins that offer, you know, that offer the most. See, it's difficult because Gen Six gives you a good selection of, uh, you know, the the two mm-hmm. different uh, games there. I think Oras is great. Um, I think you know everything that comes with Gen Six is good. But then I also honestly look at Gen Seven, and that's the last time we had a full sort of decks. Or at least, you know... What well, we you had have. access. You could transfer things in. Yeah, I know. Right. You. Exactly. But you could have, you know, all your Pokemon in one game. That was the last time we had that. Um, and in spite of the issues it had, I enjoyed Gen 7 quite a bit. Um, I, I would, think for me, that was where I also learned how to do things like breeding. And I really started mm-hmm. to understand the game better. So... I think Gen 6 is probably my favorite, like, modern Pokemon game. Like, quote-unquote mm-hmm. modern. Because I guess that's eight years old now. What is what is the modern era? Is that five plus? I would say 3ds onwards, right? Like the okay. one where they because like I would say since Gen six they've had a they've had like a model that they're just going off of every Pokemon game. They go they go hey let's shake something up and it's like a minor change to the Pokemon formula mm-hmm. and it moves on. Like with Gen six they did Mega Evolution and Gen seven Z moves are kind of a poopy mechanic in my opinion, but they did it with like trials. Which were a fantastic addition, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. in Gen Seven, and then in Gen Eight, they're just like, "Oh, let's do Dynamax and like the 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 wild area in Gen Eight. So I, I I think they try and like it's just some kind of formula because I feel like they're trying to find like I my my personal opinion with the problem with Pokemon is facing is that they did too good of a job early on, mm-hmm. and they like really nailed down that formula and what works. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I completely understand from like the from like the point of view of somebody who's a creative being like oh well you've got something that is quote-unquote perfect or like perceived to be perfect and you're like but i want to do something different i want to make it better mm-hmm. and i feel like twisting that formula too much causes issues but we'll see. i think that gets into bigger problems too with the you know trying to get something new and fresh after so many generations to exactly get people interested in buying the games because i mean for better or worse pokemon games are the same and, oh, absolutely. You know, but I would say mm-hmm. that about a lot of franchises like Call of Duty yeah. sure. and, and Oh Call yeah, that's and, that's and Halo. <laughs> like like if you look at a lot of the best selling franchises, it's just like, hey, here's all of the same game. Like, okay. Sure. Okay. My wife is really into Assassin's Creed. Tell me that mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed's games are that different from each other. They all use They're the not. same little wrist blade. Yeah. They're all doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. But I, I kind of wonder if maybe there was some sort of fan reaction saying, hey, give us something different. And, you know, it's one of those things where you can't please everybody all the time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I would absolutely agree. But, yeah, let's go uh, talk about some news on that note. So let's go ahead and cue that epic music. And welcome to the news in the news. We've got very little to talk about other than what's today's topic is that we got a uh, Pokemon Presents, but we'll talk about that later. And we're going to go ahead and jump on in to the few things that did come out this week. My personal favorite is that Pokemon Quest, uh, that game that we all got for a very long, uh, we got this game a very long time ago. A very long time, yeah. Very long. I think it was 2018, 2018, if I'm not mistaken. We got Pokemon Quest. 
and we have gotten zero updates on it in the United States or literally anywhere else <laughs> in the world. They imported it into China. It's doing really well in China. And so now they're giving the Gen 2 Pokemon to the Chinese version of Pokemon Quest in September. <laughs> um, it, it also includes editions of uh, Pokemon with costumes and more. Uh, there's no sign this is coming to the Western version of the game. This reminds me of uh, my Pokemon Ranch back in the uh, year 2008, I believe. Uh, when Pokemon Platinum came out, there was an update for Pokemon Ranch that lets you contain like an extra 500 Pokemon and get, I think, like a Fion or something like that. Not a Fion. There was some legendary Pokemon you can get from Pokemon Ranch outside of the Mew. And uh, it was uh, absolute nonsense. <laughs> absolute nonsense. <laughs> All right. And this is this feels like that because that update never came to the US version. No, it didn't. Yeah, it's nuts. I, I don't know. This is just... I. I hope they, so, uh, my favorite thing is they made like, they try to do like pop fun Funko pop vinyls of Pokemon from Pokemon Quest and like sell them and make no, them a thing. No, they did not. Yeah, they did. They did. Well, they're not like Funko pop. They're a different brand. Uh, they tried to make them a thing and they're, they're like littered all over my targets still around here. Like, I think there's just a oh. couple. I think it's like, I think it's like the three starters, Pikachu, Cubone, and Vulpix. And it, yeah, it's very frustrating because like nobody bought them because nobody cared about Pokemon Quest. <laughs> it's such a cash grab. Very true. Very, very true. Um, but in other news, um, we have Pokemon Masters and Pokemon Masters EX news. Uh, the next Scout pair, Sync pair, is Sydney and Absol, and that runs through the 28th of August. But they also announced an, an event for Pokemon Masters EX. Uh, this is the Howling Shield of Eternity. Uh, and it runs from August 12th for a little while. Doesn't say until when, but, um, Let's it like adds in Hop and Samacenta. I guess it's kind of cool. And Leon and Eternatus through a scout. I think we um, talked about this last week, actually. Or it's maybe we still did. here today. Uh, <laughs> I, this might have just been a personal conversation I had with Shamu. <laughs> uh, this event also introduces Dynamax into the game. Yes. So they now have Megas and Dynamax, proving we can have that together in, you know, actual games. Stop hurting I wish, me. I hope, please, please stop hurting me. Okay. Uh. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more, I guess, about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're basically, this is them starting off their whole Dynamax as the first couple of pairs that can do that. And I think it runs till September 17th. Uh, so, so, sorry, September 19th is what I'm seeing online. Um, but yeah, it's a fun little event to start the Dynamaxing of Dynamaxing. Dynamaxing of Dynamaxing? Is that what you just Dynamaxing said? of Dynamaxing, yep. Uh, I can words well at early morning times. <laughs> the Dynamaxing of the Dynamaxing, yeah. Hey, Mark, tell us about all of the anime news that's going on. Oh, boy. If there is any. Well, so, in the anime department, uh, the latest episode has, involves Ash and Go participating in a Pokemon Get Adventure race, where you capture Pokemon to proceed. However, they're what? However, their opponents are two brothers who idolize Ash, so that's weird. Whoa, um, they idolize, dude. Okay, I'm way more interested now. Okay, I'm, this is so cool now. Wait, yeah, I'm I'm really into this actually. I'm gonna go like read the episode now. Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna look at here. it because the the problem is like we have the gap between the episodes in the U.S. because I think they start again either mm -hmm. on the third. Oh, I don't know yeah. when the next is one comes September? to. No, no, in the U.S. in the U.S. it's uh. In the U.S., we get the next batch, I think, on the 3rd or the 10th of September. Okay, yeah, and, I was going to say. But they, like, skip September three sometime. months. They skip three months, though, in that. So yeah, we got pushed another 12 episodes behind Japan. 
Yeah. And I, it's really disappointing because, like, I don't know. Like, I always get really excited, like, when we hear about the newest, like, Pokemon anime episode. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch that. But then I'm just like, oh, I have to wait six months. Is it part mm-hmm. five we're missing? Part, yeah, five. part five is released yeah. September 10th. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's, not, it's technically not part five. It's like, it's like, what is it's it called? Five. Is it called part five? Because, like, I thought it was a new yes. season. No, uh, the way Netflix is doing it is doing it in parts. Okay. That's so the next I, thought, I thought they I thought they would have like four parts for season one and then four parts for like season two essentially. Well, I you know think it's I mean? still the same intro because I thought they were going to. They're well, right now they're Pokemon Journeys and too. I thought they were going to go to Pokemon Master Journeys because there's like a yeah, US this, logo this for is technically Pokemon Master Journeys. Okay, okay, that's my question. Clear. Oh, sorry. Uh, Netflix announced that Journeys Part Five will release through Master Journey. Uh, yeah, this is Journeys okay. Part Five. Okay, it's the same. And thing. then after Journeys Part Five is Master Journeys. Okay, makes sense then. I believe you. Uh, I enjoy Pokemon Journeys, and if you do it too, uh, you can go to Patreon great. and listen to our uh, listen to our wonderful, wonderful Packle podcast. Oh, Packle! Oh, Packle! I love Packle. It's fun just to sit down and watch it with you guys. Uh, all right, uh, that yeah, I think that's where it's coming. Uh, community day is over by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, Eevees. Eevee, have fun with your Eevees. Yay! And then we've also got a new battle competition. Uh, I hate the rewards for these battle competitions. They used to be way better in the 3DS you need era. 50 battle points that are, you know, yeah, that's so that's useful. Consist- well, I don't know why they don't do like, oh, hey, here's shiny whatever the shiny locked Pokemon. Like they could do the, mm-hmm. they could, they could unshiny lock the Galarian birds this way. They why should. Would you give them they would ideas? get so much. They would get so much participation if they did yeah. it that way. Yeah, because if it's just battle points, who cares? That's what they did with the Tapus. If you participated in certain battles uh, in. In Sun and Moon, you get the shiny Tapus, which I thought would be a great way to do this, but maybe not, I guess. But the new battle competition is the same double beat. Uh, it's a double battles competition that lets you run multiple of the same Pokemon and items, but no legendary Pokemon. I don't know what the yeah. meta is shaping up for this to be like, but... It, uh, uh, triple Incineroar combo. Obvi. Yes. Yes. Uh, you just bring all the Incineroars. Couple <laughs> Incineroar. Uh... Or quadruple Incineroar, that's all that would matter. Or no, 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 it's just, is this single battle? No, it's double battle, right? I have no idea. Uh, it's du- it's, right. They say double, so I'm assuming double beat, yeah, double yeah. power. Yeah, it's gonna be cool, though. But it, it blocks things like Articuno and stuff. Like, it, those are the legendary Pokemon. I, I was assuming it was just, like, box art legends, but it's like, no, all legendary Pokemon. No, it's Pokemon. all legends. Uh, so no Ultra Beast or anything. This is gonna be interesting, then. This will be fun. Uh, I'm going to peruse that meta a little bit. When does it start? This starts on August 13th. So, oh, it's going now. Uh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> the battles began. Well, it's going to be over. I thought this was next week. Man, how did I so only I, hear about this yeah. now? I don't know. That's kind of sad. I'm I'm disappointed now. Wow, we're really off our ball today. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, there's not much other news to talk about. Um, no, there really this isn't. Is, this has no. been a very light news week. Well, that yeah. I mean, like the main news to talk about is yeah, our topic, topic, and then we'll today. know more yes. afterwards, right? Yes, well, that's going to be next week's topic, I'm sure. I am very excited for it, though. It's going to be a good time. Uh, let's see, Puckle news. Oh, well, you announced the new tournament this week, the Red Cloud. Oh, uh, yes, this? totally forgot about the Puckle news. Um, so yeah, we have uh we have announced our new tournament. It's the Under Five Hundred Club, as we're calling it, just because you know Puckle Five Hundred. So we figured we'd have a fun little team building kind of tournament. Where you can only use Pokemon with a base stat total of 500 or less. Sorry, under 500. Everything has to be under 500, um, plus a couple of bands. Like, um, let's see, we have Toxapex, Chansey, Clefable, uh, Drizzle, all the huge power, pure power mons. 
Um, there's a couple other things I can't remember off the top of my head. Probably Slow King, Slow Bro. I don't know if we decided on that yet, but definitely those. Probably. Um, but yeah, we're, signups will go up in about a week or two or something. Um, we're still in the testing phase of it. Uh, we have a whole discussion thread on the Discord. If you want to come and join, help us test out for anything, feel Talk free to do that. We're sh- yeah, we're sharing teams, sharing replays. We're trying to find what's broken right now so that way we can have the most balanced tournament later. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's a fun time. It, it, it will I, be. I, I'm very excited. So on that note, though, we are going to go ahead and cut the news a little bit short today. And we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And thank you to Mark from the Dunsparce gang for that introduction. Uh, welcome to the Poke Quiz. We've got the questions ready. So if you guys are ready to go, I've got the questions loaded up. Uh, our first question this week is going to come to you from Lambo. Out of all of the numbered routes in the Core Series game, what is the only route that does not contain wild Pokemon? Of all the Out numbered of routes. all of the numbered routes, there's one that doesn't contain wild Pokemon? Yes. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, this was the easier of the two choices Liger gave me, by the way. So, <laughs> oh, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm trying to. I have to now go through every game in my head. Gosh, right. I'm thinking Kanto. Does I think every numbered route in Kanto has something? Yeah, I believe the same is true for Johto. For Johto, as well. for sure. Yeah, Hoenn seems to have something in every route. Sin- it's gotta be something really weird. I I would believe that it's Unova. For no other reason than I don't know you, Nova. Yeah, um, I don't either, and that does that. I could believe that unless there's like a ridge, like a, a route that's just a bridge in like Gen six or something, or yeah. Gen seven. I mean, I can see Gen seven as a part of an island that's just an island. Um, now, when you when you say wild Pokemon, that includes like fishing and surfing and stuff, right? That's, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? I, I would I would anywhere between three and sorry. Uh, I, I, my guess is somewhere five or six. I could believe yeah. it's five for some reason. I, I don't. I don't think anything in six comes to mind, but I could be wrong. So I'm I'm comfortable with five. I would I would guess five or it's eight. It's one of the two. I'll leave that up to you. Okay, thanks. I gave you my my thoughts. I'm gonna need an answer. Okay, let's let's just go with five. Uh, generation five is incorrect. I guess I should have just asked <sighs> you for the gen because I was asking for the specific. The question is asking for the specific route, but oh, I feel like yeah, that's no a little way. unfair. Uh, no, sorry, was it was it Route Twelve? It's also wrong. Uh, oh, anything you ask in Gen and Unova is wrong. Uh, <laughs> so the answer is Kalos Route One. Um, this route oh connects Van Vanneville Town to Anacord Town. Um, with the notes that are Vanneville Town is your hometown, and Anacorda Town is the birthplace of T Hatch. Wait, um, wait, wait, and, wait, wait, and it has Route no, One Gen Gen Six. Gen Six. Gen Six. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I um, thought... It's, yeah, that... it's a straight path route. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. Well, never Absolutely. mind then. That's dumb. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm a goose. So you guys are zero for one today so far. Your next question is going to come to from... Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with... Uh, with Nukin Foobs, what type includes the most Pokemon with the Gigantamax form? Gigantamax form? Gi- Gigantamax. Fire has three off the top of my head. Poison has three, at least. Um, fire is four. I like fire is four. Poison is four. Dang it. <laughs> Are those the only two types you know? <laughs> That's the only two types I care. I, I, I know. I only know poison. I, guess I thought of fire immediately. Um, uh... Okay, so I'm trying to think. All right, I have to I, unless I name out all of them, I'm not going to get it. You can do yeah, that. I think I that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. totally acceptable. Let's see. You have, I mean, you have the three starters, like the mm-hmm. Gower starters, all can do it now, right? Um, you have Pikachu, you have Eevee, you have Snorlax, you have Butterfree, you have Meowth, Corviknight can do it. Um, you have Dreadnought, Alchemy, Machamp, Gengar, Toxtricity. Trying to like go around, um, yeah, Colossal, Sandicon, Ascent Scorch, Grim Snarl, Hatterene, maybe it's Fairy, um, Copper, Big Copy Boy, um, Mel Metal, technically. Are Flapple and Appleton considered the same or different? I think those are different. Okay. Because the Flapples can. Or Beetle, Garbodor, Kingler, Lapras, Urshifu, and then the Kanto starters. So maybe water? Water would have. Oh, water could. It could definitely yeah. be water. There's at yeah. least six. If not seven. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that it could be. Uh, only one that comes to mind would be grass. Just because, yeah, I know you have Venusaur, you have Rillaboom, you have both Flapple and Appleton. Okay, that's four. And you'd have Rilla, and then you'd have, uh, yep, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm so it seems answer. like water. All right, let's go with water. Yeah. Water is correct with, uh, with six. Uh, Blastoise, Kingler, Lapras, Inteleon, Dreadnought, and Urshifu, Rapid Strike. Yeah. So you guys are one for two now. You can make up for it here in your Pokedex question. I'm going to read you a Pokedex entry. You get one shot to get it right. If you get it wrong, you get a second entry. But if you get it right all at once, you get uh, two points. So this one is going to be from not not the typical person that writes our news, but rather G. McPee. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this. I hate this a lot. Um, It's Ultra Sun entry states. Oh, boy. Uh, it travels by digging through the ground. Diglett and this Pokemon share one another's tunnels happily. Who's that Pokemon? Hello, and Diglett. <laughs> <laughs> Not a little Diglett, though. All right, well, there goes my test, yes. I, I hate the two choices I was given for this, by the way. Um, they were definitely chosen by, like, for today's episode specifically. So, can you repeat the next entry? I, was, yeah. I heard Diglett, I'm like, what? It travels by digging through the ground. Diglett and this Pokemon share one another's tunnels happily. Uh, my guess would be Drillbur. It's the first that comes to mind that digs holes. See, I was thinking Onyx, but I that might be too big. Um, that is unless it, unless it's something stupid and it's Dunsparce. Oh, it could very easily be done sparse, you're right. I could I could see that I could see Liger totally doing this because Alright, then, then then let's go Dunsparce for the first one if we're yeah, wrong we'll get an extra option. Dunsparce is correct. Yeah, All right, there, Mark! We go. <laughs> there we go. The second entry we got is from Sword. This Pokemon's tiny wings have some scientists saying that Dunsparce used to fly through the sky in ancient times. There we go. That's it? That's the Pokemon Legends mystery Pokemon. It's Dunsparce. Pre-Evo. 
Except it's actually like a Mega Evolve form. Oh my gosh. All right. So that is, uh, that puts you guys up for three for three. Your next question is going to be worth up to three points here. There, uh, depending on, uh, whether or not you want a Pokemon question about a, uh, about the move Water Spout, or if you want a mo- uh, question about Pokemon Go. I would prefer Water Spout, because I know okay. the move Water Spout. Yeah, sure. That's fine. All right. So this is from Gliscor Gamer. Which fully evolved Pokemon can learn Water Spout? Um, there are five Pokemon fully evolved that can learn Water Spout. I will give you a point for two, every two that you can mention. If you get all five, you'll get three points. Okay. So, Waylord, Blastoise, Kyogre is three. Those are all correct, yes. Um, those are the first two that popped my mind. I know you are ones. missing um, two. You do have the hint as well that you can lock in at any point. I, oh, I just saw one in the match. Uh, Jellicent. That is also correct. That is four. There is one more that you are missing. There we go. Who else is a spouty boy? You can yeah, listen to the ones that I know of. Yeah, I went through all the ones I knew off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> this last one's pretty hard because I don't think it typically runs it. So it typically runs it. I'm going to need an answer or you can use the hint. I don't want to use the hint. Yeah, or, you're gonna, or you're going to circle the drain here and we're just going to call it. <laughs> Wait, you said circle the drain? That tells me exactly what it is. <laughs> Uh, we can use the head, doesn't matter. Yeah, let's use the head. This is, uh, this Pokemon's red, and, uh... Octillery? Octillery is correct. That is the there we go. one. It is Waylord, Jellicent, Kyogre, Blastoise, and Octillery. Octillery, um, does, uh, and, and Blastoise both get it via egg move. So, nobody runs it with Octillery, though. I mean, unless you're running, like, Trick Room. Yeah, but still nobody's... Who's running Octillery? Yeah, who's running Octillery is a real question uh, here. Um, it's not even in the game. <laughs> it is in the game. <laughs> yeah, Octillery made it in the Sword and Shield. No, it did. No, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> You're lying. Dex, it's real. Octillery's like made the cut of all Pokemon. Octillery made the cut. I don't know if that's true. It has a Sword and Shield Dex entry. It was in the OG uh, Galar Dex, not oh, even DLC. That's just how much I remember it. It does make it into. It did make the Dex cut though. Good. I'm glad they kept Octillery. I guess base 105 special attack. That's kind of okay. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah. All right. So that is uh, six four four. You guys can get a seventh point here by answering what is known as your base stat question. And so your base stat question this week is going to come from Sleeve. Which electric type Pokemon has the highest base HP? Base HP. Base HP. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing that pops into my mind is Zero. Uh, Zero, not Zero. Um, Zekrom. Oh. <clears throat> uh, I used to know this off the top of my head, dang it. Um, uh, Zekrom pops in my head. What other legendaries are there? I guess, like, technically, there's a chance it could be Zapdos, but... Nah, I, I doubt that. Huh. Gigantamax Pikachu? <laughs> Still has the same <laughs> base HP as regular Pikachu. <laughs> I know. It's just double. Um, it could be something silly, like, uh, oh, Electros could have it. Oh, Electros is kind of bulky. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not that familiar with electric types, to be honest, to know which would have the most HP. Um, oh, it could be Stunfisk. Stunfisk, I know, has over oh. 100. Oh, yeah. Okay. I would believe it's Stunfisk, just because that's funny. Do you want to go with Stunfisk? Let's go with Stunfisk. Yeah, sure. Stunfisk is unfortunately incorrect. Oh. It's the number two answer. Oh. Dang. Uh, All right. The All second right, right. So, wait. So, so, number one must be... Who's higher than... Like, I'm going to tell you right now so we can move along. Uh, fine, fine, fine. The answer is Lantern with a base of 125 HP. Oh, I, I missed Lantern. Next up is Stunfisk with 109, Zekrom with 100, 
And Zapdos, Ampharos, Raikou, Dracozolt, and Arctozolt, all with 90. So you guys got six points today, though. So that's not too bad. It does change up the leaderboard um, because we add Mark to it. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> just by virtue of me existing. Just by virtue of Mark existing, it changes the leaderboard. But also Claude gets uh, gets extra points. And we're going to cool. go ahead and we're going to format it. We're going to go ahead and... Oh, God. I for, Tool. Data. There we go. There we go. Okay. In first place, we have Whimsicott with 26 points, followed by Seth Vilo in second with 20. Linian and Dr. Shambu are tied in third with 15. Claude is in fifth with 13. Sublime in sixth with eight. P. McGee and R. Sigma and Jushiro in a three-way tie for seventh with seven points. And Basket and Mark tied for tenth with six points. Woohoo! Woo! Uh, tune in next time to see who will win, or I guess who does better in Pokemon Poke Quiz, Puckles Poke Quiz. That's what this is called. So we are going to take a short break and kick it on over to the topic. Hey guys, if you haven't already, be sure to head over to Patreon and check out our Puckle Anime Club podcast where we go over Pokemon journeys, talk about the episodes. You can listen to the commentary in real time as you watch the show, or you can just go ahead and listen to our review episode that we do at the end. You just have to go over to Patreon and be at the $5 tier to be able to access it. I think it's been a lot of fun making, and I hope if you decide to go and listen to it, you have a great time listening to it as well. But until then, keep on listening to the show, and you've got a topic to get to. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be predicting the Pokemon Presents. That's almost a tongue twister. And we're going to talk about the Pokemon Presents that's coming out this Wednesday, August 18th at, I believe, the normal time, 6 a.m. Pacific right? I think that's what it usually is because I usually watch it in my car as before I go to work. <laughs> things of mention here, they did announce a few things. Uh, I looked at the official tweet. I'll read the official tweet for it here momentarily. The official tweet, I believe, mentioned one that's going to be 28 minutes long, which is yeah, hefty. Yeah, that's going to be quite hefty, a bit. Hefty, hefty, I don't remember the last time we've had a Pokemon Presents that's much more over 20 minutes. It is at 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific. It's going to be featuring Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus. Okay. I like the word featuring yeah. because I feel like that leaves them open to talk about more things. Right. Outside like of BD. I hope not sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, my, my number one prediction uh, in turn, like, I want to get the disappointing things out of the way, right? The things that we don't care about. I predict, I predict they're going to talk about Detective Pikachu 2 for no reason. Really? Yeah. I, I can it's been enough time. It's been, I think, just over two years since they brought up Detective Pikachu 2 is happening. And I I don't know if they killed that game or not because they are scared of like the move, movie sequel not happening because it's not happening at this point. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not happening. Yeah. I mean, they had it in the works. Like, I think right after the success, they were trying to set it up and then I think it fell apart. So, yeah, uh, which I, is unfortunate. I, I, I think they probably left the, that one on the dustbin, to be honest. Uh, I hope they did, because Detective Pikachu 1 is not a video game masterpiece, let me tell you. Uh, literally, they have a question on how to make the color orange. Yeah. And that's the kind of, it's like, it's like, it's like Ace Attorney, but worse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, the only good thing Detective Pikachu the game had going for it was that it had a movie coming out, which was because they were playing it safe. They were playing it, they're like, we're not gonna let them touch Pokemon proper, but here's like this weird spin-off universe we created. The game does have a couple key moments in it. Like, you actually get to meet the Pikachu that plays on the TV show, like the anime TV show, which is kind of cute. Uh, so that's, that's really fun. Um, so it's, uh, it, I don't know, but I, I fully expect that. Um, I, I want to hear what you guys want to say. We can get to the tastier things, but I, like, that's my disappointing prediction. <laughs> I think they're going to talk about Unite. 
um, a decent amount, to be yeah, honest. I, I think they're going to talk about Unite. This is, I think, where they're going to reveal Blastoise, and, or if they haven't already announced Blastoise, but like, they're going to reveal Blissey, Sylveon, all the other Pokemon that, you know, people don't care about. I'm going to disagree with you guys for like a hot second for that, because they've been really good about not combining any of their other media products with Unite. As up to right now. Like, if you look at all of the Unite stuff that Pokemon's put out, it's been its own separate Unite thing. I guess that's right? true. It's not going to be as risky for them to mm-hmm. do a, uh, a com- what you're talking about, like, combined media thing. I think the risk is more in, like, so I don't think this is the reason they're doing it. I think they're doing it because Tencent gave them a lot of money to do it separately. Oh. I, I think that's the reason they're doing it. Se- I think yeah. the reason they should do it separately is because Tencent is a very sketchy company. And it, they should be able to very easily wipe out any, like, correlation they've had with them in case stuff gets real, right? Like, could you imagine if, like, Blizzard right now had made a video game with Pokemon in it? Like, they, they would be scrubbing that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. They would be scrubbing well, like, it. So, they mention BDSP, and they mention Legends Arceus. Yes. Yeah. So, I think they're gonna basically re... Like, start out with, like, redoing all of the, like, in, like all the trailers and all the information we already know. So you can take off the first, like, five, six minutes. Like, that's gonna be... They're gonna retell everything we know. I, I think there's gonna definitely be something new here, for sure. Oh, I, I think there'll be something new. Like, they're gonna go through some of the gameplay of both the games. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It may just be those two games. I, I think they're I gonna be know. okay if it was, but I don't think that's gonna be the case. Like, my guess for BDSP is they're gonna talk about the underground and how you can connect with different people... That's my big take, is I think they're going to talk underground and not give away anything else. Or if they are, they're, this is where they would put in, like, all right, welcome for Mega Infernape, everyone. Yeah, no, that's that's what, that's what the kind of stuff no. I expect at this point, is them to introduce, like, Megas or something. Like, they, they're going to do something to hype BDSP. So they're not going to introduce Megas. They're going to do exactly what they did with Oras, and they're going to ham-fist the generational gimmick in. It's going to be Dynamax. Not. And then what they're going to do is they're going to create Gigantamax uh, Gen 4 Pokemon, and they're going to highlight those. So I don't like how much that feels right to me. I feel attacked, but what I'm hoping is because Dynamax was talked about in such a way that it's meant to be a Galar-only gimmick as well. Same with like the Z-moves. Z-moves were meant to be only an Alola gimmick. And Mega Evolution happened first, and so it did not make those qualifying statements when it came out in Gen 6. And as such, we've had it appear in Alola and Hoenn in Kanto with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, the games that we should never talk about again. <laughs> they, uh, But like, I mean, it's been in half of the region so far, Mega Evolution, that is. And so I feel like that's the one where you can kind of like bring things around. I think they would make it would make sense for them to introduce like, hey, here's a new Mega, like just one, right? Not it, maybe maybe two. Maybe you give Dialga and Palkia as something, and that's it. I think the other thing that they will do is they'll talk about how, oh, if you get BDSP, you can bring those Pokemon that you collect yes. into your Sword and Shield game. Uh, and okay. Then that's so hopeful. That's so hopeful. Uh, see, this is how they change their VGC meta without releasing a new, you know, game for next year. So I think 100% that this is what should happen. I agree with you that this is what should happen. I, I think it comes down to... uh. A couple of things because one, we, we had Dexit that happened to begin with. Uh, a portion of the community, not all of the community did not like it. And that, uh, that kind of blew back on their face, but they kind of like doubled down on it when it happened. Uh, we never got a good answer as to what the reason is. The reason does appear to be from 
a lot of uh like if you go back and you actually translate interviews instead of poorly translating interviews <laughs> you do get to the point where it comes down to it looks like they had trouble importing the models from one engine to another and so if that's the case and that was the only reason they were sticking to their guns like hey we need to release this game and these are the only pokemon we have ready right now um i am 100 percent okay with uh with us getting the game get i think they will import them but if it's just like one of those things where they're just like oh we're going to try to not have that be a thing <laughs> I, I'm also a little concerned because, like, you're still missing something like 67, 69 Pokemon if you were right. just to bring in, like, those Pokemon. But I still think that, I mean, the, it, like you said, the models are going to be there, right? There's really no reason for that not to be. There are. And that's going to be the most frustrating part, isn't it? <laughs> you're right. If, if it doesn't happen, that will be frustrating. But for me, that's – I'm with Claude. I think that's evidence for that to be uh, – that cross-compatibility to happen. I hope so. So do I think they're going to bring in everything? No. I think – and they, because they've said they will never have another Pokemon game that is where you can get everything. I don't think that was the intention behind that statement. I think that but one like, is also mistranslated. In the ma- then, then yes. In the main game, there will not be all the Pokemon. Yeah, I think they're thinking more in the vein of something like – of like how Galar had a Galar dex, but also Alola had the Alola dex, and we didn't have a national dex in Alola, right? I think it's something like that. I like I wouldn't be surprised if they if they course corrected in Gen 9 because Gen 9 will probably rely very heavily off the assets that already exist in Gen 8. Yeah. But I I fully believe this is a oh, you can take your Pokémon from here to Galar uh, to here to home to Galar. I think that's going to be a very uh, I think they do. Will it be all the Pokémon that we have that are missing? No. I I don't think so. I think it'll be all of the Gen 4 ones that were missing, like all those starters. Uh, I'm, I think the starters, I think Staraptor. I think that just offers more confusion, and I'll explain why. Because if you actually look at the decks, the dexes in Diamond and Pearl, like, we're not even Platinum. Let's not even talk about Platinum for a second. If you just look at Diamond and Pearl Pokedexes that you get in Pokemon that are obtainable in base Diamond and Pearl, it is most of the 493 Pokemon that were introduced, that existed in Generation 4. Um, you are missing the starters that came beforehand. And Tropius and Tingle. <laughs> and Furret? Uh, no, Furret makes it into Diamond and Pearl. Fun fact. It does? Yep. Where? Uh, do, do, does, do people not look at this? Like, you can absolutely catch most of the Pokemon in base Diamond and Pearl. Was that, like, Pokey Radar? Yeah, Pokey Radar. Alright, that explains it. Po- Pokey Radar, if they're gonna make a quote-unquote uh, faithful remake, isn't gonna disappear, right? No. That, like, that's not gonna happen. But you can absolutely 100% catch at Ferret in uh in de- no it's not even a pokey radar oh no it is it is centred is on route 202 as a pokey radar because that's the that's how they gave you all the other non-gen 4 pokemon that weren't in the base decks pokey radar actually doesn't even have that many pokemon in it honestly uh uh yeah it's like it's like the nidorans venonat uh primate slowpoke grimer tauros ditto centred togepi mareep uh hopip sunkern wabafet houndoom uh, Stantler, Smeargle, Tyrogue, uh, Miltank, Larvitar. Okay, maybe this is a longer list than I thought, uh, looking at it. But it's not, I mean, it's not that bad. There's at least one on every, there's a new Pokemon for every route, pretty much. Yeah, essentially, yes. Because uh, the other thing that Gen 4 had that I'm super curious about is the, uh, was it the Pal Park? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about Pal Park. Oh, yeah. Because that used to be a spot where you could bring in Pokemon from other games. Mm-hmm, at least right. from, your, from the younger game. I would love for them to expand on that, what they're going to do with that. Like, that's interesting to be like, oh, is that where you get to bring in Pokemon from home into the game? Potentially? Mm, I see what you're I saying. Like, it, that might be how they do that instead. It's like, oh, you want to bring in this Pokemon from home to play in your Diamond and Pearl adventure? Sure. Yeah. 
as long as they fit this criteria, which is like, you know, the 493. I could also see BDSP being the game that like gets all of the Pokemon in. Like Galar doesn't get it, but uh, BDSP for some reason lets you bring in like your Gen 8 Pokemon and stuff. I doubt they'll, I don't think they'll go beyond Gen 4. I doubt they'll do it, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. be surprised. And then the other thing is going to be the Battle Frontier. Because Gen 4 had a Battle Frontier. So Gen 4 had the Battle Frontier only in Platinum. Ah, okay, never mind. Uh, Diamond and Pearl did not have Battle Frontier. I only played Platinum, so I don't really know what the base games were like. Yeah. Uh, They were the same, pretty much. So uh, for me, one of the big questions about this is going to be whether or not the graphic improvements actually happened. Uh, I think they did. We saw something. Right, but I mean, this is we're really going to know, like, we're really going to know after this, though, right? Yes. Well, they're on, on the screen, it's going to say, none of the visuals are finalized. Sure. Or some yes. variation of that. Yes. So, like... But, I mean, there were, like, you know, when we think about Arceus and some of the weird graphic stuff that was seen there, um, and then there was that... That is different. That I hope they've optimized, and I think they should, because it was, right. like, we, we saw it a year before release, so I think it will be optimized. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have more than three frame rate chingling. I, I'm also expecting to find out about, like, Cresselia and Darkrai. I'm hoping they demythicalize something. Well, because those were locked behind events. Or at least Darkrai was locked. That, okay. kill, uh, that Shaman, they were locked behind events. And I think yes. they're going to release those events. And my call here, that they're, I think that they will announce, will be, if you get uh, Legends Arceus, it will unlock the Arceus event in BDSP. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think what you're going to see instead is you're going to see, like, this is what I expect fully. I expect them to announce that Arceus is compatible with Pokemon Home. And I expect them to also show us that the battling is a lot different than it is in regular Pokemon. It's going to be more real-time. Yes. I think they're going to showcase that for sure. I think they're going to showcase that. Uh, I don't... Because that was in the leaks very early on. And I, I fully expect that to be true. I also expect them to tease new Pokemon in Arceus, to be completely honest. Really? You think they're yeah. going to put in new Pokemon? Yeah. I think it's possible to put, like, one or two. From the same leaks that showed the new battling and got most of the stuff right that was shown, they do show, like, screenshot, or not screenshots, but, like, concept art where, like, the player's, like, riding on different Pokemon silhouettes that haven't been revealed. Um, so we don't know what those Pokemon are. So I could definitely see them being like, oh, this is an ancient Pokemon that no longer exists. Uh, I think it also leaves Arceus open to fill in the gaps for, like, those 69 Pokemon that aren't going to be covered between BDSP and Sword and Shield. Because I, I don't think they're just going to have Sinnoh Pokemon in the first Sinnoh decks. Probably not. No, 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 no. Well, because they've already, they've already showed, like, Oshawott's in it. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's different. That's different. That They give an explanation for that. Right, it's coming from a different region. They, they mm-hmm. already say, hey, this is from a different region. And the same with, like, Rollet and Cyndaquil. Like, I don't I don't expect, like, Fur Alligator and, uh, uh, Fur Alligator and what's the other, what's, um, and, like, Tepig to be in it. You know what I mean? They right. might, but probably not, you're right. I, I don't expect them to be. Though I think they should be, but I think I honestly think Legends Arceus is the perfect... Honestly, I think it's a better model for Pokemon going forward. I don't know about that, though. Yeah, The I whole Pokemon m- mentality is catch them all. Yeah, and that's what that whole game's about, is to catch everything in that dex, right? And you're completing that dex. But it's not a traditional Pokemon game at all. No, 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 no. I know. I'm not saying all Pokemon games go that way. I think, like, hey, we get, like, a Legend-style game and a regular mainline game. Oh, and sure. I don't think... I think, honestly, I think Gen 5 remakes would be dumb. Uh, they're going to mess them up. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to happen eventually, just so they can have everything, like, so it can, well, I mean, it, it can connect to home right now. I would much rather have, uh, what is it, uh, like, Black and White 3 than Black and White remakes. 
And I think that's where they need to go with, like, remakes in the future, is... Absolutely. Stop, stop, stop redoing the games. Like, tell us a new story in the same place. That's what I want. I just want new stories in the same place because I think that's the way we need to do it. And I think that's what they're trying to do with RCS. I honestly think BDSP was like the safety net play for them. Yes. Yeah, because everybody was screaming for years for the remakes. And it's like, okay, here it is. This was the safety net play. I mean, you think about which like Pokemon ROM games are very popular, Mm -hmm. where like ROM hacks, and it's always comes down to, oh, it's basically the same game that you know, but it has all seven gen Pokemon. It's like all Pokemon from the first seven, eight gens. And that's it. And it's just so much more fun. Nobody cares about having a game in a new region all the time, I think. I honestly think you could go back to old regions and tell new stories. I agree. And I, and that's one of the things with Pokemon. Like, they have almost, you know almost 900 Pokemon now to pull from. They have all these yes. regions to work with. You have these assets. Like, use them. You don't have to create something new every single time and be yep. chasing the new battle gimmick. That then you're going to forget and the generation after that. That's ridiculous. My bold prediction, honestly, this is a bold. This isn't about the Pokemon presents, but like overall for Pokemon, I don't think we're going to get Gen Nine in 2022. I think that comes based on how well what what they do with BDSP and Arceus. I think we'll have a good feeling after Wednesday, right, about what's happening. I, I still think if they take all the BDSP Pokemon and like. All like the remain the remainder of the Pokedex that's missing. Add it into let's see, uh add it into like Galar, you have a full new season for VGC. Which is I think what they will do, and then that will pick up then we'll have twenty twenty two off, pretty much of like that, and then twenty twenty three there will be a new game. Yes, I think twenty twenty three would be uh would be better for a new game. I don't know. It's they're definitely uh, I, right now. I feel like the co- Pokemon company is like out of control. Like they feel like they're in a tailspin because they're either trying to cre- like go into some other kind of. I, I feel like they're trying to determine a new direction, but they haven't landed on what that direction is quite yet. And I we're along for the ride with zero transparency. <laughs> well, in that regard, I think Pokemon's unique. Kind of like what we were talking about at the beginning. You know, Pokemon as a franchise was existed as a fad to begin with. And it sort of became this big cultural phenomenon. And what's unique about Pokemon is that that's happened twice now. Yes. And I think part of the confusion is because Pokemon Go was such a huge thing. And they're like, awesome, let's do this now. And then they realized, oh, wait, no, that was just a one-time deal. I think they expected Pokemon Go to be more like the fire that was lit in the 90s when it was more of like – It wasn't a Pokemon – Pokemon Go wasn't a Pokemon fad. It was a Pog fad, right? Uh, (laughs) It was a Slammers. Slammers fad. Yeah, exactly. It didn't have the longevity. Yeah, it just didn't have the longevity and the staying power that Pokemon had. Pokemon, when it happened, was just like such a perfect storm. I said that several times on the on the show, but like it was a perfect storm of just success because they did everything right. And I'm sure there was some marketing guy who is like the whiz behind it all, especially for like the North American release. Uh, granted, you hear some of the explanations for some of the things they did, and maybe they weren't a genius, or maybe I just like don't understand marketing. I don't know. It was like, you know the reason we got red and blue versions instead of red and green versions? Do you know the reason for that? that? Uh, it is because no. uh, it is literally because some marketing guy goes, Americans will like red and blue more than red and green because red and blue are the colors of the American flag. That's <laughs> literally the reason. Not even kidding. I'm not even. It had nothing to do with like Blastoise versus Venusaur or anything. It had to do with literally with the colors of the American flag. I believe it. Yeah, I, I could see that. Know your audience. That's literally that's literally the reason they did it, and I I think more I think honestly blue is probably a more marketable color, but <laughs> right. Uh, 
That, that is what it is. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm very excited to see what we get on Wednesday, though. I don't think there's any way, if it, like, my expectations, I don't know, I don't know saying my expectations are lower the reason, but, like, I have no expectations, right, going into this presentation. So, like, on Wednesday, it's going to happen, and whatever comes out of it, I'm going to be like, that's cool, that's neat, because I don't think there's a way they can make Diamond and Pearl worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that they're It's already games. the slowest game. Yeah. Like, I don't know that you can make it worse, so anything they add to it's going to be a pleasant surprise. And it's not like they're going to remove features from Diamond and Pearl, right? If anything, we're going to get platinum additions. Yeah, they can only add things. And I can only expect them to have all of the Pokemon that we are missing currently uh, that were in the original 493 at that point. So, like, one thing I do wish that they... uh, I I, I doubt that's going to happen, but one thing I know that we've talked about before, and I really wish it would happen for this this time, is give us the first three games, uh, you know, on the Switch. Like, let us play those games. Like I, That is the one bold thing I would like to see. I would like to yes. see some kind of, like, anthology, right? Yeah. That would I be mean, a I cool think thing I they think they'll release. do it. Like, it's... They should. It's the 25th anniversary. They should 1,000% announce something like that. You buy them all for, like, ha- half price or something like that, and, you know... Well, they should charge me $60. I'll pay $60. And I, I get $60, and I only get half the games they're selling, right? $60, and I can get blue version, silver version, and sapphire version. All on my Switch with home compatibility. Yep. I would not yeah. pay 60 for that trio. Uh, you would not, but I would. That is... Uh, well, th- they they just did the first two gens on D- on DS. Uh, on the 3DS, yes, which is not my Switch and does not have home no, compatibility. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, they did it on the 3DS recently. It would make more sense for them to be like, all right, we're going to put gens 5 and gen 6 on there. Oh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean... Because you can't do, like, a straight port of anything that was on the DS onto the Switch. Yeah, with the screens. With the screens. So with the way the gameplay is set up, you can't do it. True. So you have to do gens 1 through 3 if you're going to do something like that, because those are all readily available to just, like, slap on there. Well, gen 3, they did uh, the next one, but still. Yeah. I, I could see them. I could see it being $60 and you get, like, red and blue and gold and silver and ruby and sapphire. This is just, like, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, right? You pay 60 bucks, you get three games. I can see them trying to follow the same mo- model, and I think Pokemon can pull it off for sixty dollars because it is Pokemon, and yeah. being able to and being able to say, "Hey, I can throw it on." I, you, yeah, if you add in the home connectivity, I would say it's almost worth it. Oh yeah, I think so because that's that was the big seller for getting it on 3ds was that you can have Pokemon Bank compatibility, right? Which you can go bank to home. Yes. You can, but it's more convenient if you can just put them straight into home. Of course, it's more convenient. Yeah, it's about convenience, Claude. I'm also worried about the inevitability that the 3DS servers will shut down. Yeah, that's not going to last forever. No, Pokemon Bank isn't going to last forever. It's going to last for a while, Claude, but it's not going to last forever. I know. I think I moved everything over to home anyway, so I'm fine. Yeah. It's not going to last forever, but it'll last for a while. So I I would love to be able to have every single game be able to connect into home, though. I agree. Uh, Or at least every generation. and Like, it doesn't have to be the remakes or anything. I would love for that to be the inevitability for them all to connect to home. It would make home more useful, too. Home is definitely, like, I, I have zero problems with home. I think it is 100% the next gen- next evolution of what Bank was trying to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's done very well by being on, like, a phone app as well. Mm-hmm. So, so and- all I want now is my Battle Revolution game that connects to home. Right? That's all I want. Give me some kind of Battlefront tier for home. 
Uh, I've been getting more yeah. into that. I've been I've been thinking about finishing my Pokemon Blue playthrough so I can start going through the Pokemon Stadium stuff again and do yeah. that on stream. Yes. I'm very I really want to get into that. I mean that that was like I that's some of the most fun. And granted, you take that out, now you don't have to have that in the main game. I think we need more stuff like Battle for Revolution, because Battle Revolution, granted, was garbage for what it was yeah. compared to like Coliseum and Stadium before it. Uh, I really well, Coliseum w- is different, but yes. Well, yeah. Well, Coliseum was it was like trying to be the same thing, but they're like, oh, also here's like a full RPG in it. Uh, right. So good for them, I guess. Uh, but like Pokemon Stadium, the whole point was like, hey, I can battle with my Pokemon on the big screen. You can do that now, obviously, but I think now you could be like, oh, well, now we can put Pokemon Battle Challenges in there, and we can update it, and you can just import your Pokemon from home, and you can use these models exactly. And we don't need to polish those models as much as we would for interactions, like during Pokemon Camp. I, I, I just think of the different things you had in Revolution. It's like, oh, this is now a little cup. Like, all your little tournaments, you put on one thing. It's like, oh, participate in the little cup tournament. You can work entirely on the graphics and make them look really, really cool. And that's all the game is. It's just a battle simulator.net. You don't need to worry about the online connectivity as much as well in, like, your Pokemon games. As long as you just have, like, one static one. I'm really okay with that. Like, I like the idea of Pokemon at home being a hub. I just, I think we're, I think we're in, like, the growing pain stages of it. Where they're trying to do too much at once. Like, I would have appreciated Pokemon Home, then, like, a generation, and then a dex cut, right? Um, I think I would have been able to swallow that a little bit easier. Uh, but, like, cutting off Pokemon Bank and giving us Home at the same time doesn't feel too good. Because you get a lot of Pokemon that are, like you said, Mark, stuck in Home. Right, which is unfortunate. I don't ever see them doing anything more with Home, though, honestly. I I think it's a hub, and I think you can move things in and out to, like, the proper places, and that's it. Right, and that's fine. And I really like the trading capabilities in Home, and I know we're really off topic now, but... They are nice. It's a, no. you know, that's something I really enjoy about it. But yes, Pokemon Presents this Wednesday, August 18th. Let us know in the email what your predictions are. I'm sure none of you are going to actually send in your predictions. And you're going to be like, wow, this is so cool after it shows on Wednesday. <laughs> Which is also acceptable. <laughs> yeah, Which fine. is fine as well. Uh, that This happens every single time. So. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, this is a good place to stop. We're going to kick it on over to yeah. po- uh, the Pokemon of the episode. So uh, we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 716. Xerneas, the life Pokemon. Its X entry reads, Pokedex entry reads, Legends say that it shares internal life. It sleeps for a thousand years in the form of a tree before its revival. So Xerneas is a good Pokemon, obviously. It's uh, a deer. It is a deer, yes. It is a deer. <laughs> it is a deer. But it is a it is a legendary. You can use those right now in series ten, which is very cool. No Dynamax though. No Dynamax. Not allowed. Great. So it's doubles. It's just doubles, but with one legend. And so Xerneas has base 126 HP, 131 attack, which is pretty decent. 131 special attack. I think people forget that his attack and special attack are, like, the same. Pretty much. A lot of the times. And then defense is 95, special defense is 98, and speed is 99, so it just drops below that base 100 speed tier. Um, So close. Trying to, well, they do that on purpose. It's that way on purpose, right? So... Uh, all right. So we got a team this week. This is going to be from Coil on the Discord server at pucklediscord.com. 
And he gave us a team with a Xerneas on it, so you can play around with it. I believe this is a VGC team. Uh, so this is a Xerneas with Power Herb. Fairy Aura is the ability, because what else is he going to have? EVs, 196 HP, 252 Special Attack, and 60 Speed EVs. The 60 Speed EVs are there to help outspeed a uh, Calrex Shadow Rider in Tailwind or after a Geomancy. And the rest of it's just to make it bulky. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this is running Geomancy, Protect, Dazzling Gleam, and Draining Kiss. Draining Kiss is there to help you pull back some more HP if you lose it. You're bulky boy, so that kind of stuff, kind of stuff helps out a lot. Um, we also have uh, a Landorus, but not the one you're thinking. Landorus I. Landorus Incarnate, yeah. Holding a Life Orb with Sheer Force. It's 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed, Timid Nature. With Earth Power, Sludge Bomb, Protect, and Calm Mind. It's just so you can Calm Mind up. And you're just a bulky, bulky, bulky boy. And you can just Sludge Bomb and Earth Power your way to success. Those hit most of the big big hitters, I think, right now. It's in kind of a Zashin so. check. Kind, kind of. of. Kind of. <laughs> you have another Pokemon to help you out with that, though. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know who's got the next ones. but you I do. Uh, so speaking of, you know, Zashin checks, kind of. You have an Aegislash holding a power anklet. Yes, I said power anklet. Um, with 252 HP, four attack. Not a mistake. And, yep, and 252 special defense, careful nature, fully specially defensive. With wide guard, king shield, shadow ball, and gyro ball. And that's why you have the power anklet. Gyro ball, uh, or power anklet halves your speed, and, you know, gyro ball does more damage the more less speed you have. Granted, it is careful. Oh, it is forward. That's my special attack. Yeah. So it's just going to hit super hard. Uh, you know, help fight all those fairy types you don't want to deal with. Um, like and to go Xerneas. along with that, yeah, like Xerneas. To go along with it, we have a Suicune, a very bulky Suicune with a Wakan berry to take those electric moves. Um, with the ability inner focus instead of pressure, so it can't be faked out, which is super, super nice. Pretty much guaranteeing you can always set up whatever move you're trying to go for. Uh, but it's 252 HP, 172 defense, 84 special defense, calm nature with tailwind, protect, scald, and roar. So you're up against another Xerneas, or uh, you can, you know, roar it out. You're up against Zashin, you can go for the burns. You can set up a tailwind, make sure you make your team even faster when not going for gyro ball shenanigans. Yep. Yeah, it's just a bulky, bulky boy. It, it does a lot. And it lives in Astral Barrage. It does. Oh no, that's Aegislash. Aegislash lives Astral Barrage from Oh, that's even better. Tyler Shell Rider, which is awesome. In shield form, obviously. Alright. Well, right. Take us home. Take us home, Mark. Yeah. Well, bring the fire. We have we yeah, we have our favorite fireboy in Cineroar with a citrus berry. Ability is intimidate. IV's one seventy two HP, eighty four attack, eighty special defense, and one seventy two speed. Jolly nature. It's got the usual fake out, parting shot, flare blitz, and taunt. So Incineroar is doing Incineroar things, um, you know, and not really much to say there. Then finally, we have Volcarona with leftovers. We've got Flame Body, 252 HP, 252 defense for special attack. Calm Nature, it's got Rage Powder, Protect, Fire Dance, and Whirlwind. So big bulky boy there. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of fire fun. Yeah, I feel like he just threw Volcarona on there because he could. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my thought. I was like, okay. There's no notes on what it does whatsoever. <laughs> Everything right. else gets a mention. Volcarona's just there. It can probably get swapped out for something. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. Um, no, it's not terrible. I mean, it's, it definitely it's has decent. a use. Yeah. yeah the The idea, yeah, I mean, the idea is just like throw out Soikun and either Incineroar or Lando, depending on your matchup, and try to get your Tailwind up and just go to town. Yeah. Um, that like it seems like a pretty straightforward team, and then you hope yeah. you can get like a nerf off with either Scald or Roar with the Soikun. So. I, I feel like yeah. this is a good this is a good like starting team to like play around with and start off with. I do like the power anklet on the age of slash. I think that's kind of. I think it's cheeky. I, was, I think it's, it's cheeky. cheeky. Iron ball would work the same way. Yes, there's a number of items that would work the same way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's. I mean, you could do macho brace, or you could do. I mean, there, there's just a lot of items you could use instead of power anklet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's power anklet. Come on. It is cheeky. Yes, it's very cheeky. I, I agree. I think it's funny. And I, I like it a lot. I don't know. This is this is very interesting. Uh, so if you are a patron of the proper tier and you would like to get a Xerneas, a shiny one, you can grab one this week. We're going to be giving away shiny Xerneas. So keep a lookout for those. Uh, other than that, I don't know that I have anything else. I mean, this is a fun team. Definitely go try it out. Uh, we're going to try to get the uh, the rental team up on the server as well. So we're going to go ahead and do that here yeah. this week as well for you guys. So you guys can go take it out for a spin. And if you're a patron, you can go get your shiny Xerneas from us over at uh, over at the Patreon chat and over at patreon.com slash podcast. This has been a rather short one. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say other than like, this is pretty good. I like it. It's yeah, a nice, simple team good. to run. Uh, Coil's really good at building teams for like newer players to run, I feel. Yeah. He's very good at that, so... I would love to see. I mean, I've seen plenty of his teams in Summer League, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, definitely go give it a shot. Yeah, he's still crushing it in Summer League. Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested, go take a look at it. And uh, we hope to see you next episode for this. Uh, until next time, though, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is a part of the show where you send us an email at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Typically, we have a question for you. Last week, we asked you what your Pokemon hot take is, and uh, am I ready for this spice? But before we start, I would like to remind all of you that this segment is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And we'll give the Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy of sending it in. I heard there were no emails last week, and so that could have been a free Green Taurus badge, but nobody wanted to take it, huh? Next week, we yes. are going to ask you guys what your prediction or reaction is to the uh, Pokemon Presents. So without further ado, let's jump into these emails. Our first one is going to be from uh, Wyatt White. And he says, Salutation, Puckle Patrons. I really enjoyed listening to last week's episode and it inspired me to share my hot take. Now, people will disagree with me and some might be upset. I understand that it's hard being wrong. Without further ado, <laughs> it's time to spill the sinistee. The move to 3D models is overrated and at least handled extremely poorly. He's right, though. Uh, <laughs> Translating Pokemon to 3D practically sucked the soul from our beloved friends, turned all of our favorites into lifeless husks. Sableye had a twitch, giving a creepy vibe. Now he just waves his arms. Save, uh, actually, I think Sableye still has a twitch. Actually, if you look at the animations. Yeah, yeah, I think it um, does, too. My biggest problem with the 3D animations is actually that they get washed out. Like the colors get washed out when they got translated. Yes, because they're they weren't meant to. Ha- 
Well, they weren't as they weren't meant to be handled in different like lighting scenarios. Just the same one. Um, Whimsicott had an adorable wobble and hop that showed its fl- light, fluffy nature. Now it looks like plastic. I don't know. It kind of still does that. Um, Swampert would move its head and open its mouth, looking somewhat intimidating. Now he's just breathing. That that's true though. Um, Salamence, an intimidating dragon standing in front of you, imposing majestic, turned into a kite. Let's not talk about the flying Pokemon and how sky battles ruined yeah. everything. Uh, that's that's literally all just sky battles. And I'm really disappointed with them saying, like, hey, we have to redo the animations and stuff for certain Pokemon that we still have, like, gliding Skarmory. It's literally the worst. Um, Typhlosion lost his flames and looks weird. Ferrothorn, a ceiling-mounted terror, turned into a houseplant. I could go on forever. I don't think all of those are right, but I agree with you on a lot of them. Uh, And it looks like they might have fixed fixed Cyndaquil and Typhlosion uh, recently, because they showed, like, Cyndaquil with his, like, flames burning. Well, yeah, I mean, it's their actions. It's just they're not standing around with flames anymore. I think that's what a lot of this is, like, the examples he was giving were, uh, you know, because a static, you know, when they're more static, like, with the sprites, like, they're going to be more, yeah. So, like, they still do those things. We're supposed to grow a connection to our favorite Pokemon. That's so hard with the current iterations of 3D models. They're practically statues and far from feeling like real living creatures. I would love to hear the plight of your favorite Pokemon and what quirky animations they lost from the transition. And don't lie, I know you have one. I actually don't. I just think the colors are awful. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't paid much to the animation. Yeah, sincerely and correctly, white, white. That's why I think when they when that's why I thought when they said, "Oh, we're going to work on the animations," I was like, "That's a waste of your time." Because all three of us go, we don't pay attention to that. <laughs> Granted, like my my fiance who is an animator, I remember when I was first playing through Sword and Shield, she's like, "Some of these are incredible, and some of these are awful." Oh, I want our list. We got to sit down yeah, with I your fiance know. and like go and like pick out good ones. Like, yeah. all right. So the, the easy good ones were all of the Galar starters with their special move. Yes, that makes sense. Like, like Pyro Ball, Snipe Shot, and Drum Beating. They, they gave yeah, them specific, cool, unique animations that were really, really, that were done well. I thought Waterfall was really cool in Gen 8. I think Gen 8 Waterfall is really cool. Yeah. I know some people always talk about, oh, things lagged. And I'm like, all right, then just have a better switch. which we're kind of not really we're not getting a better one actually technically it's better but like it's better the screen's better the screen's better uh anyways okay moving on thank you for that one wyatt our next one is going to be from uh zephyl uh hello there puckle crew mailman zephyl writing in for this week's mailbag so hot takes huh i've got some but my most controversial one has to be there shouldn't be any more added evolutions. Oh. That itself is not really a hot take, but what comes next might shock you. There should be regional evolutions for the original three. There, I said it, but hear me out. The first three typings wanted most by the community are Ghost, Dragon, and Steel by far. Jolteon is already spiky, so Steel type. Flareon's fades, uh, flames fade away and becomes Ghost type. Vaporeon grows scales and becomes Dragon type. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, but that way there could be creative new evolutions without having to come up with new designs from scratch. What do you guys think? It's an interesting idea. The community blowback would be crazy though. Could you imagine people being like, you ruined Vaporeon or whatever? Uh, the other blowback, the other, I know you don't care. The other blowback the community would get, um, would be, oh, not another Gen 1 regional. Right. (laughs) I I, I like regionals. I think regionals are so No, regionals, regionals are a really cool idea. I think the problem with the regionals was, um, well, the, the not really a problem. I think the observation is obviously like all of the Alolan forms are Gen One Pokemon, right? Right. And I think I think the biggest reveal for me, like while Sword and Shield was being announced, was that the uh, 
that the Galarian forms, like they announced Galarian Zigzagoon at the same time. Uh, like like Meowth? Yeah. Well yeah. Well they didn't and even announce they didn't, they didn't they well they announced they didn't announce either of those. They announced first they announced Galarian Weezing. They're like Galarian Weezing and you're just like, oh no, that's just a Gen One. And then they announced then they announced Galarian Zigzagoon at the same time, which was really good because Zigzagoon's not Gen One. So that worked yeah, out they, really well. That's all they're doing is just more regional variants of Gen One, which I mean <laughs> uh, we're all tired of. I, I don't I don't think they're going to. I mean, they did it. I mean, we got Galarian Yamask, uh, which was we, good. We got a few that touch another ones, like Stunfisk. Yes. Cool. Yes. But like uh, Stunfisk was a weird one because I didn't, like I don't care about either Stunfisk. <laughs> uh, regular Stunfisk is great, and yeah. you watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I it's great. I still don't care about either Stunfisk. It's electric Dunsparce. How do you not enjoy it? I I don't care. Um, all right. <laughs> Well, thank you for that one, Ziffel. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and move on to this next one, I believe, from Mook. 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 And Mook says, what's up, Pucklosauruses? I like that. That's the best that intro before. I think we've received ever. I, I don't know. We, we, we've well, had a couple it's, good ones. It's, it's second place to what it do, Puckle Crew. <laughs> what it yes. do, Puckle Crew? That one hurts me a little inside every time I hear it. But <laughs> I, I that's still why like it's it. number one. That's why it's number one. Uh, Anyways, uh, so Mook says greetings to Thatch if he's there and co-hosts. I am back. I, I built a deck. Yes, it's here. <laughs> I didn't check who'd be there because I love you all equally. Well, didn't know I was coming. I'm sure. Uh, I didn't know I was coming either. <laughs> nobody knew. Nobody knew about you, Mark. Yeah, I'm a mystery. I don't sign up for episodes anymore. I just wait till someone's like, we need someone. I'm like, all right, I'll show up. Uh, he says I'm Mook and I've been a listener for about a year and a Pokemon fan since I hit the U.S. way back. I have been had way too many hot takes for a single email, but that's a story for another day. Uh, my take is as follows. Gen 5 Pokemon have great designs, but horrendous style. We're all aware of the hate-turned-love way black and white have been received by the community, but these arguments all fail to, dis- to distinguish between design and style. The Gen 1-er will say, Trubbish is literally trash, and then the counter-argument will be, but what about Grimer? But we'll look at their faces. Trubbish, along with many Gen 5 pokes, has a silly sort of dumb face. Grimer and Muck at least look like some sort of toxic menace or threat. Uh, Maybe- what? <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> okay. Maybe these aren't the best examples, but you can get many stylistic comparisons between pre- and post-Gen 5. Take a look at their feet and their faces... And how many, how much angularity they lack, and you'll see what I mean. A lot of them just look kind of like Neopets. That's the I best example. Ga- I, I believe that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love those games, but a lot of the pokes are ju- just look silly. Anyway, that's my take. Read the pitch for, ready the pitchforks. I love you guys, and the podcast has been an absolute pleasure. I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I, the reason I think Gen 5 got the flip was because initially Gen 5 was trying to be a soft reboot, and I think soft reboots are a bad idea in Pokemon, because Pokemon is honestly still riding on that 1999 success. And, <laughs> and I think that there's, there's your first problem, right? We're still riding on that 1999 success. So we'll see I mean, how that There's goes. a reason Charizard's in everything, right? What's a Charizard? Yeah. Charizard's in absolutely everything for a reason. Um, and I think when you just take away all of that, literally black, black and white and black and white two are the only mainline Pokemon games where you cannot catch a Pikachu. That's true. Uh, isn't it post game or is it just black and white two? No, no, it's literally uh, black and white two. I think you can catch the no uh, black and white two. I think you can't, but in black and white, you can't. Um, 
you cannot catch a Pikachu in in black and white for sure. Uh, black and white two, you might be able to do it because black and white two is trying to remedy a lot of those problems uh, <laughs> of the soft reboot. Because uh, the soft reboot was was pretty bad, uh, in my opinion. And I think that's what did it. Because, like I said, I think there's always a growing pains thing when you get new Pokemon. Those new Pokemon need to be accepted as new Pokemon. And the best way to do that is to put them next to existing Pokemon. You know, I like a lot of Gen 5 Mons, but, I mean, there's also a lot of really bad ones, too. And in general, we're, when you're adding a whole brand exactly. new 150 Pokemon all at once, it's like, that's just too much. Oh, that's why ever since then, we've had smaller generations, right? Yeah. Which is perfect. Wait, no, it's beautiful. I think that's the way it yeah. is mm-hmm. to go. Because it, it felt more like a like a fan-made game than a real Pokemon game. At least that's yes. how I interpreted it when I first played. I'm like, I don't get any of my old favorites. I don't get to see any of my new friends, like old friends from the past. This is just like a, a remake with fake mons, was my also, original take of it. And that's why I hated Gen exactly. 5 for the longest time. And then uh, like when I went back and replayed it later on after like you know enjoying something, I'm like, oh, this is not nearly as bad. It's not bad. It's not, a, it's, it's not bad when you can accept that the Pokemon are Pokemon. Uh, that's... And I think you need to be able to put old Pokemon next to the new Pokemon for that to, like, really set in at a decent pace. Um, Also, Claude, you made me second-guess myself, but I was correct. You cannot catch a Pikachu in Generation 5 whatsoever. At all. Any game. Nope, not Black and White or Black and White 2. 1,000%. Don't believe you. Uh, Look it up. (laughs) I'm staring at it right now. You cannot catch a Pikachu in Generation 5. Okay, well, you know, let let me look at the real thing and figure it out. You, you you might be able. To, I I haven't seen anything with Claude a Pichu secrets. or anything, but yeah, you can't do it. All right, so we got another email though that we can move on to. Uh, is going to be from I guess Manov because he doesn't give us a name. So there was an event where you can get Pikachu. It, an in event, Generation an event, 5. an event does not okay. count. An event does not. But count. I'm saying that's the only one I could find. Yeah. Dang. My hot take is that most of the Unova Pokemon that are Kanto copies are actually better. Like, Sock and Throw are way better than Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. Lies. Uh, I don't know about that. Bert and Ernie are not better than Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. <laughs> um, I love Bert and Ernie. I, I love Ernie more than Bert, but like... Yeah, okay, amazing. but I know for specific reasons why that could be. <laughs> uh, uh, the Timber line is better than the Vachop line. I agree with no. that. And Dragonite is just a dragon versus Hydragon, a three-headed Hydra oh, dragon. No. Um, uh, Dragonite is the best dragon. You're wrong. Even Lantern is a ghost lamp Pokemon. The Crustle line is also better than the Kingler line because some of the Kanto Pokemon are literally humans, animals, and creatures that are copied and called Pokemon without changing their designs. Yeah, that was the point of Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. But only loved because it is the OG Pokemon region. Like, they had introduced Charizard in the later gen. People would only care about it for that one generation. Probably not true. Charizard's got a really good design, actually. I, w- I will say Charizard. I understand why it's as-, as exciting as it is. I just call people who like it basic. Anyway, that's okay. Yeah, I like. You I think like the it. design The design is good. Yes. I just it's think it's basic. Yes, I just think it's basic. Well, thank you for that one, Amina. Uh, uh, all mm-hmm. right. This next one is... Uh, oh, this is you, Claude. Your best friend. Your rival. Uh, hey, Puckle Crew. Galactic Muffin here. I'm writing this on my phone, so sorry for any grammar or punctuation mistakes. It's been a while since I since I wrote in, but I had to respond to this week's mailbag. The last time I wrote in was back during the Sun and Moon launch. Oh, wow, that's oh. a long time ago. Uh, anyways, uh, my hot take on Pokemon may surprise a lot of people. It would even surprise the past version of myself. Growing up, I always w- wanted a truly 3D Pokemon experience for the mainline games. But now after playing Sword and Shield, 
I believe Pokemon is best played from a top-down view and grid-based movement on tiles. I'm glad that I'm not the only person that feels this way, by the way. This is just like, this makes Thatch feel so, like, verified. (laughs) The introduction of 3D movement and the lower camera view takes away a lot of the charm and character from the games personally. There's also been a significant fewer number of dungeons and puzzles since Sun and Moon. And I think 3D is the main contributing factor to this. Now it's very possible that Game Freak just doesn't know how to make 3D games very well. Well, if that's the case, then they shouldn't try. (laughs) It is hard, however, to imagine a new mainline game not being in 3D. And I think the option to move move to grid-based or 3D like in Oras was quite enjoyable. But I I may be biased since I've played all mainline games growing up in my 30s. Uh, What are your thoughts? Thanks for reading Galactic Muffin. P.S. Bonus hot take. Sun and Moon's better game than Sword and Shield. Not because of Dexit. No explanation necessary. Uh, yes, Sun and Moon's better than Sword and Shield. I completely agree with you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's accurate. So, what do you think about like 3D versus like 2D? I've been like a semi proponent of just like going back to sprites. I would not be upset about that. Um, I think because like the big thing for Gen Six was, oh look, we went to 3D. That was like Gen 6's like crazy thing. They also added Megas, which was well. Fun. That was the first not spin off game in 3D. <laughs> Uh, yes, but they're just like, oh, look, we're in 3D. We moved all the models over. Um, and then they go, they went ahead and they just didn't really innovate on that any. And I agree with the, the lack of dungeons and puzzles, uh, that have been in the game since then. Uh, it's been semi frustrating in that regard. Like, I think if you look at something like, uh, like, I, I mean, Galar really makes it stand out with their very unimaginative naming, like Galar Mine and Galar Mine number two. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and they're not really like caves that you have to explore like the traditional Pokemon caves we're used to. But right. I don't know. Just like, go straight in. I would say Sword and Shield redeemed itself in the DLC for me. Yeah. Personally, yes. because they like the way they did the cave in the Crown Tundra with the Zubat in it. Legitimately, I got lost in that because with, they handled the 3D so well. So that it was very hard to keep track of where you were going compared to something like a grid based movement where you could do that. So I don't know. Like I, I don't want to I don't want to count them out for the I don't want to like say say they're out for the count yet, but because it looks like through the DLC like they're learning, you know, it, like I would say both Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra are very promising to me if that is what future Pokemon games are going to look like. I agree. I think those are examples of when they were able to sit down and take their time with them, the yes. design of the region a little bit more. Um, yes, because I think a lot of Galar, like normal Galar, just feels rushed. Yes, it does. I would argue, honestly, that a lot of the time when they switch to a new console, they have these growing pains anyway. I I, I would argue 100% that Black and White is better gameplay-wise than Diamond and Pearl. Um, They're both on the same system, but they had time to, like, really work with that system. Well, it's the same thing with, like, you look just between Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Yes. Platinum played so much better than Diamond and Pearl. Like, you're very correct. If you're going back to play Diamond and Pearl, it feels miserable. Go back and play mm-hmm. Platinum. It's like, oh, okay, this is fine. Yes, absolutely. So I, I think there's like some growing pains there, and I would love to see Gen Nine happen on the Switch again and see what kind of strides they make. I, even like we have the announcement coming up this week, right, with Legends Arceus. I want to see what they do with that. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be even because if telling. Legends Arceus goes well, that that's a a whole new line of spinoff games that they could do. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like when I first saw like BDSP and everybody was complaining about like the top down camera, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. I'd much rather have this than whatever base sword and shield was. Right. That was my fear is that they were going to recreate, uh, 
Diamond and Pearl with the the look and feel of a sword and shield, and I was like, yeah, I don't want. I want to do that. But now it's in it's in a different art style, so it'll be it'll be different. Uh, so we've got one last email. It's going to be from Nick. Nick, you've got this one, and we'll wrap it up here. Wonderful. Nick says, "Hey, Puckle Crew, and welcome back, Thatch." Um, he says, "I despise Sinnoh. Ow. I'm aware." I'm aware of the DS was so insanely popular in Diamond and Pearl and Platinum, where everybody's favorite or everybody's first Pokemon game. Well, especially if you were between 20 and 30. Well, what? Yeah, I guess. What? <laughs> not for me, but okay. Not for me. Um, I'm 30 and definitely wasn't my first game. No, it wasn't mine either. I guess yeah. I'm not between 20 and 30 anymore. Yeah, I'm 30. I mean, I'm, I'm between 20 and 30 and my first game was red. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm effectively dead, according to this kid, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> right. so. um, he says, I could list reasons I hate Diamond and Pearl all day, but your time is precious, so let's talk Pokemon designs. There are bad designs like Wormadam. Forgettable uh, Phenomenal designs. design of Wormadam, are you kidding me? Yeah, Wormadam's me? actually pretty good, I thought. Yeah, I, but, I like yeah. it. Um, forgettable designs like Finneon. Yes, okay, uh, okay. true. All right, true. Is, I, I don't like Finneon, but yeah. It's true. Uh, it is forgettable. <laughs> And regrettable evolution choices like uh, Ambipom across the entire Sinnoh decks. Ambipom is great. I love all of the evolutions. Uh, all yeah. Most of the evolutions are good, except that they make most of the Pokemon fat. Well, that's expected, though. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but what about the best designs? Every time someone lists their, their uh, Diamond and Pearl favorites, I ask myself the same question. Why do the best Sinnoh Pokemon all look the same? Uh, Skuntank doesn't look the same as Glammeow. Yeah. How dare you. Right. <laughs> I know people like edgy Pokemon, but why are they all stoic or aggressive? I mean, that's just, okay, that's, that's how all Pokemon I feel like, are, I though. feel like stoic and aggressive just turns out to be people's yeah. favorite Pokemon, period. Well, you have to think, like, in the anime, you had Paul, who was very much that angry, yeah. aggressive rival. Best rival. Still best rival. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you have to make Pokemon that reflect his personality that he didn't use. I read this email beforehand, and the next statement I have slight problems with, but keep going. <laughs> and I hope you like black and navy with red and yellow accents, because that's all you get. Lucario, that's- Garchomp, Gliscor, and Luxray. Okay, time, time out. Gliscor, one, is not navy and black. He is purple. Thank you very much. Um, yes. Two, yeah, the theory of navy, Electivire is yellow. <laughs> um, Magmordar is red and yellow, and with some orange in there. Skuntank uh, is purple and black. Yeah, you've got you've got you've got a good variety. Obama Snow is white and green. Gallade right. is purple and pink. Yeah. Okay. We're we're green. done. We're done. We're done okay. providing counterexamples. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Why do I have to buy all my Pokemon at Hot Topic if I want to beat Cynthia? <laughs> I think Glaceon is like blue, a light blue, right. or Frostlass. All right. Like, also blue or white. Yeah. Purple. Yeah. With purple accents. Yeah. He goes on to say, I understand that quote, good Pokemon design is pretty arbitrary, and every Pokemon is somebody's favorite, but nobody talks about the homogeneity of of Sinnoh's most beloved Pokemon, and I feel crazy for being the only one to notice. Anyways, I love you guys, and I'm sorry for all the enemies I've made from this. Take it easy, everyone. Enemy. No, I just, I think it's more, I don't think it's a problem with Sinnoh, I think it's a problem with the people's favorite Pokemon being edgy, period. Full stop. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like, if you hear someone's favorite bird is, oh, I love Staraptor. It's like, oh, someone went through an emo phase in, like, high school. And to be fair, that's Gen 4, so we're not helping our argument right now. No, it's not. It's not at all. But the Eevee, okay, Evolutions. a lot of people really like Umbreon, right? Yeah. The edgiest one. Yep. 
I, I would say so, Tyranitar is a lot of people's favorite uh-huh. Pokemon. Edgy, yeah. that's Gen 2. Uh, you think any of, like, like Hydreigon? Hydreigon, like, that's a good one. Salamence, yeah. like, they're all, like, these big scary creatures. Yeah. Yeah, and that's People. always been the, the dichotomy yep. of Pokemon designs, because you have the cute ones and the silly ones, and then you have, like, the, the, like, you know, the ones that look really tough and angry, and that's just yeah. how it is. Yeah, and that's what you do. So, ta-da! Yeah. This has been Thatch, Claude, and Mark telling you how it is. <laughs> and that's our hot take of the day. And because we ripped Nick apart, we should give him the green Taurus badge. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. I, I, I only despise it because you despise Sinnoh, and that was my favorite region. That's my oh, favorite region you know. as well. Yeah. All right. So, Nick, you get the green Taurus badge. You inspired some conversation. Uh, if you would like to email us next week at PucklePodcast at gmail.com, feel free to do so. Uh, let us know what your predictions are or what your reactions are to the Pokemon present this week. We're very excited to hear what you guys have to say. On that note, uh, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, come over to our Discord, PuckleDiscord.com, where you can come and hang out with us all the time. Uh, one day, Mark will stream more sumo. And yes. Ooh, when's that coming back? Next month. Ooh, Ooh next month. Exciting. Uh, all right. And then you can, of course... Uh, follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and the other one, Instagram. Uh, yes. You can also, of course, uh, go on over to uh, our web our websites at YouTube at youtube.com slash PucklePodcast. You can also go ahead and go over to our Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where I stream on Tuesdays and maybe Thursdays, or Claude will stream on Thursdays. What are the two? We'll, we'll eventually we'll, figure we'll get it back we'll to a thing yeah, once we'll life figure it becomes, out. you know, nice again. We'll figure it out. Uh, on that note, though, um, and then if you want to support the show, best way to do so, you can go over to Twitch, drop a Twitch Prime subscription, or you could, of course, go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash PucklePodcast. We've got or a host of things. Or just join the Discord, you know? Yeah. Have fun. Chat uh, with at, us. So at Patreon, if we hit $800 a month, we are going to start doing uh, monthly giveaways for everybody. So just something to keep up. We're not too far away from that. So it's definitely it's definitely something doable. We used to be at that point, but then COVID hit. Um, so one, I do want to make clear to people if you do not have the money do not feel like you have to yeah, feel do obligated. not do not do not yeah do not feel obligated but if you want to help support the show and you have the means to do so patreon a great place to do it you get access to like the packle podcast packle <laughs> ex- the puckle anime club podcast you also get ahead go ahead and you get distributions access to breeder bot it's a bunch of fun stuff over there and i usually pick your guys's brains before i pick other people's brains so on that note that is uh that's gonna be the show yeah I have been your host, Trainer Thatch. I have been Claude Nine. And I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.